Welcome to the Castorian Podcast. I'm Kevin McDonough, the founder of Castorian. In this episode, I'm speaking to artist Connie Harrison. Connie's paintings are often brightly abstract and thickly layered painted canvases. And after learning about her practice today, you'll understand she often considers herself as sculpting with paint. On this podcast, Connie and I will reflect on her evolving practice while revisiting a February 2021 3D capture of her artist studio and also an exhibition featuring a work called A Future Cast in Our Own Image. You can follow along and see what we see by visiting the exhibitions we discuss via the links to the Castorian 3D captures in the show notes. Now let's hear our chat. Hello, Connie. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It's great to speak with you again. I spoke with Connie, was it January? <sighs> it was, the show was February, so yeah, it must have been around January, February. I think you were the first 3D capture that Castorian did in 2021. And uh, it was, and you were certainly the first studio which you're in now. It took a long time. It, it took so <laughs> long because, to be to be honest, like I wasn't, I, I wasn't as experienced in doing it, and I, I could probably do it in like a third of the time now. But I, I was so careful to make sure I got it right. And yeah. the good news is, Connie, you may not realize, probably don't realize, uh, your studio was the most visited on Castorian. Is it actually? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. there's. Um, it's always been the most visited, and I think that's kind of a mix of. Uh, I mean, obviously your works, but also the great photography that we got during your during your uh, your visit as well. Like we 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 came with um, Lauren Lauren Harris, yeah. and she just did a great job. I I think your your profile shots are are great from 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 that shoot i hope you oh. think so too <laughs> yeah I, it was it was so exciting to it's probably me that's been visiting it the most to be honest <laughs> um and i showed my family and everyone like look at my studio you know because <laughs> it's fairly new so i haven't actually had i hadn't had that many visitors um before you guys came so obviously i moved in during lockdown so i i'd only had you were kind of the first main people to come really and have a look and it's a shame because I've built this awesome storage system now so I've got like a lot more space I, I seem to remember it was quite cluttered because I had this studio and you, you think you've got so much space that you just fill it with furniture and stuff and now I've had a sort of real clear back and I've got so much more room to paint so well you're doing you're doing the right thing you're producing work you're producing yeah. a lot of work and it you put the work in like how much time do you spend in your studio uh, now, Monday to Friday, you know, I get in um, before nine. Um, so I'm here a lot. It's it's great. It's a really big, um, it's a big, great space. It's it's a dream studio. I, you know, I, I said to you, I never thought I'd have this sort of space in London. You know, I, I actually enjoy being here now. In the mansion of your mind. Exactly. And you go in every day to do the work. I love that. You're now about to hear Connie and I virtually walking together around a capture of her artist studio we got in February 2021. A link to the 3D capture of Connie's studio is in the show notes, so you can follow along with us. Describe to me what uh, we're, we're looking at just now in this uh, in this space. A mess. <laughs> We've got, um, I'd say, that looks like four works in progress. One very early on in the stages on the floor. And then the one on the easel is actually, that was finished, but the others are all works in progress. Um, 
And the one on the right was getting ready for the Grave Collective show. Great. Um, so it just set within the sort of final stages. It was, it was so fun coming into your studio because <laughs> we were working it out as well. We were working it out. Uh, that was the first one we'd ever done. And we talked about like, what we'd done, we would do, but you know, when you're there, you've got to be a little bit more on your feet. And you prepared the studio. You prepared it like you prepared it like um, a collector might be coming around or someone that you wanted to show the works. And so you cleaned up the space. And I'll never forget, like after like we 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 were discussing, you just totally got it so straight away that you we wanted to capture more of the the realness of your studio. And you were like, oh, I just I just tidied up the wax that I chipped off the canvas, and you got your bin. <laughs> you just upended the bin on the yeah. floor. That was amazing, and, it, and it's it's true. Can you tell me about if we go over here when we look over here at the wax shavings on the floor can you tell me a little bit about the scene on the floor here yeah so um i actually paint with this wax paste um that you can see in the hot part on the floor and so i mix oil paint and this wax and apply it in layers one after the other and as much as applying material to the canvas um, it's just as much about what I take away. So um, I end up actually scraping a lot of what I've put on the canvas. And it just comes off and goes in the bin. <laughs> it's great. Like the um, the layering is very physical. and But the colors are so so bright in it as well. Like just your, little, your cute little hoover just <laughs> cracked me up. The experience of your studio was a great... Exactly the kind of thing that is what I guess in the the romanticizing of artist studio people would look for the colors actually that came out of like your what you dropped. Um, we took photographs of that, and I love that. Like I love the photographs mm -hmm. of all of the the individual little wax pellets as well. So take me on a journey. How has Connie? got to this place in your practice and from the past few years including lockdown how have you got to where you are right now and where do you think you're going i'd start with foundation just because um so foundation is the year course that you do before doing um your ba in art um, not everyone does one but um so i did mine and i actually started off there mixing materials and I was so interested in um, experimenting with materials sort of repelling and you know it's all quite sort of like you're experimenting with like a scientist or um, and I actually discovered this artist who used wax um, to make textured paintings and ever since then I've always used wax within my work and when I got to uh, Chelsea to do my BA um, I was still using wax. So at uni, it was very sculptural and very mm -hmm. abstract. And it was mm -hmm. all about the material and mm -hmm. the process of making. So I didn't want there to be anything visually. I didn't want anyone to be able to see anything within the work. I didn't want it to be, oh, that's a seascape or that's a person. You know, it was all, it was all about material and making something very sculptural. Do you worry about your, about your work being 
too pretty? I used to. It was something that I didn't want it to be seen as a pretty tree or a landscape or... Yeah. And then for some reason, if you look at the progress from my earlier works that are very abstract to now, there's quite a sort of gradual shift to elements of landscape. And I don't know at what point it was just a very slow realization. Partly over lockdown, actually, I was so stuck of being indoors and I'm a real outside person. Yeah. Where where you live? Do you live near any kind of greenery or is that is that where you're um, from? Originally I was brought up in Nottingham, so we were outdoors a lot. You know, we do a lot of hiking, a lot of walking. That was a huge park near where we live. At the moment, not so much obviously in central London, but Yeah. <laughs> for me, maybe it's an escape now that these paintings are I can look at them and you know, I'm I'm abstractingly applying them, but that's a sort of essence of a tree or a landscape or so it's gone from very much very rigid sculpture with nothing there to actually so much more depth and being able to see things that people will relate to more. When I was in your studio, I had the privilege of being able to see through a lot of your sketchbooks as well. They were great. There's so much energy and so much, like you have explored color and materials and forms and everything in your, in, in your sketchbooks that it's a, it's a real shame that we can't share them wider because they're, they're, they are really compelling, really good. How do you use sketchbooks now as opposed to maybe three years ago? Or do you? I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got some out recently after you guys visited the studio because they're such lovely things to look at again, diaries of the progress. I'd really love to start using them again. I think they get a certain pressure of when you're um, being an artist to obviously make and then sell the work and sketchbooks just get put aside. I think the same for me with paperwork. I, I really struggle to just go back to sort of fresh, raw, instant making on paper without this sort of long process of, you know, either stretching canvas or making these works to, you know, to know eventually they'll have to be sold. So I wish that I could go back to just giving myself maybe an hour each morning of sketchbook work, you know. Well, there was a lot of, there's a lot of variety and thoughts that you can revisit within there. Because they're just like the, the best coffee table books ever, but they're <laughs> yours. They're like your mind on your coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> they're amazing. On the right-hand side of Connie's studio, next to a workbench strewn with bright sketchbooks, right beside a wall of perfectly spaced and symmetrical <laughs> hung saws and hammers, and behind a trolley of hundreds of paints is a large white canvas with a kind of big pink accent in the corner resting on its dark foundation. This work is called Indentation. This work right here, right beside us, mm -hmm. take me on a journey of like, how did you arrive at Indentation? Oh, this piece is magical. Um, this is my all-time favorite piece. And I thought you might ask me about this one, um, <laughs> just because it's, it's actually a piece that I started at university. Oh, really? And yeah, and... In my third year, 
and I hadn't got to a point of completing it. And I carried it from Pimlico to Battersea with my mum to my flat. And then as soon as I got my first studio, I took it there. And it was a sort of continuation from art school to my first studio. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm never going to be able to make a piece like this again. It's, it's so packed with layers of wax and there's two canvases in there. So one's actually more sunken in. So if you look at the piece, there's what, so much What do you mean two canvases? It's then. so hard to, I've actually got photos of its progress, which would be great to show you, but because it sort of sank so deep, into it I had to put up another canvas to support it um, <laughs> it's, it's almost I was looking at a lot of um, Samara Scott's work I don't know if you no I'm not she familiar. sort of cuts away flooring and pours paint into quite a few installation works anyway um, this is a real point of sculpture between painting and I was reading this text by Carla Black whilst I was studying and it's all about I was really interested in how art can be either accidental or deliberate she mentions this substance called moon milk that was found in caves and it's this material that basically it doesn't harden and there's these marks from I think it was 20,000 years ago that someone's ran their fingers through the substance and it's still there and for me, it was this idea of playing with materials, not to sort of not using language with that within art. It was just this impetus to touch, um, to, to have these thoughts outside your head and just play with the material. So this idea for me with wax is just enjoying experimenting with material. I'm really curious about moon milk as yeah. well. <laughs> what is moon milk? <laughs> The fact that it doesn't harden. Is it alive? Yeah. <laughs> is it an so alien? This is what the wax allows me to do because it's so malleable that I can add it or remove it and just play with it sculpturally and end up scraping off huge sections and it just sinking in. And there's this sort of idea of sedimentation in it, you know, this past and present. And you bring a lot of, I don't know, like there, there's an uh, emotional aspect of you really touching your works. <laughs> like yeah, your, yeah. <laughs> your, 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 your hands are on the work. <laughs> and, yeah. And so when the, the canvases are on the wall, like the, 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 it's the remnants of you moving your hands and kind of caressing the, the canvases <laughs> that, are, that are now on the wall. Sometimes when doing a 3D capture, we are lucky to capture not just one moment in time, but transitioning. Sometimes we get an artwork, both in the studio and as a, as a work in progress, and then the finished piece in the exhibition. Near the back of Connie's studio, beside half-finished cups of tea and well-flicked-through inspirational reference, is a square green work with a red base. This work is marked as in progress, but it would later become verdant. Uh, you said you were preparing for Grove as a work in progress. Mm. Do you recall the name verdant verdant right yeah. okay how did you arrive at this one like i noticed like the you say like it's a work in progress but there is a frame around the canvas already <laughs> you've you've caught me out here these are um <laughs> these are bought boards that i use and i'm masking tape over the frame ah and then 
when they're finished, I stain them with um, oak or any type of wood stain. That's clever. That's nice. Yeah, That's, I, yeah. It's sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's clever, and it looks like there's almost like a frame inside, like a white. Is that because of like masking fluid, or is that because of like white wax? Um, the white is still the very base layer, so wow, the green and the yellow around that is just my paint. So I've just sort of left a section um, that I haven't painted on to leave that white. And do you work on multiple works at the same time? And do you hang them on the wall here? Because like you've got like works hanging on the wall of your studio, but you've also like illustratively got um, a canvas on the on the ground. So mm -hmm. like. In a day, if you're going in there, nine till five, how do you work on one or multiple works? Just because of the process, they do take, I sort of have to wait for layers to dry in between. So it is important to work on more than one. And I think it helps me to have paintings at different stages as well. So the one on the floor is the first layer of paint and wax and it just makes sense to do it on the floor. Otherwise, it's um, I'm paste, pasting it on at a sort of horizontal position, and it's not. It just falls so, onto the floor. So, so at different stages, do you have to have like, like prop up the work in different ways? Yeah. Um, ah. Yeah. So it's quite. Um, it's like a dance. Or... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a dance. Yeah, that's that's great. And also, while we're over here. I, re I always really it's my favorite thing about uh people studios well there is always there is always tea in a british yeah. studio there is always tea copious amounts of tea um and depending on the, the artist a lot of biscuits um but you have like uh, a few art books that you've pulled out here and you've got lots of um kind of little um inspiring pictures on the wall can you Talk me through any of these that stand out to you when you're kind of looking kind of impartially on your studio again? Um, well, the drawings that I've got on the wall are drawings that I made when I was really stuck with making immediate work. And it's quite easy and immediate to do these drawings to sort of work out compositions color schemes um and it's funny because even though they may look good on paper and i'm happy with those compositions um it doesn't make sense to produce a large-scale version of them i mean i can start with that composition or that color scheme but it never it will never look complete for me larger exactly like that mm -hmm. i can i can start with that but the thing about how i work is you sort of learn from the last mark you've made and it's all about spending time with it and looking back and if you just to reproduce one of those it just doesn't work it's all about the accidents and the evolution of bit by bit on the canvas so i, I like that idea like learning from the last mark you made yeah you, you you had you these stones i i just i remember <laughs> there was something about these stones what, what's the story behind these stones so i 
um, got in touch with two friends of mine from Chelsea who work with concrete and they make concrete sculptures. And we were in the process of working together and doing, trying to get together work for a group show. I went to their studio maybe once a week and we worked together in their material and their medium. So these are filled. I think I got hold of some socks, um, a shower cap, and I sewed together some material and filled them with concrete. And we made these sort of casts because I wanted to bring my practice into their very sort of solid way of working and have these very organic shapes. And then in turn, they were coming to my studio to work with paint. Um, ah, nice. And COVID just uh, stopped us from ever, ever actually putting on a show. But these are my sculptural painting blobs <laughs> on yeah. the shelf that, you know, forced me to work in a way that I don't normally work. Um, and that's, I think that's important. And that's the whole idea of being at art school and being with people that work in different ways to you. And, you know, you're forced to do shows with each other. You're sort of putting your ideas into a different way of working, different materials, mm-hmm. um, different processes. And, um, it, you know, it really pushes you out of the way you normally work and normally you can get into a routine of doing the same thing. So yeah, I really enjoyed working with them, Mike and Kate. So hopefully we can come back to this at some point. How do you feel your influences have changed since, um, well, since studying in the past like few years, and I guess over lockdown as well, like just like with books, you know, there's some common there's some common artists that always pop up like as big books, like Henry Matisse is always inspiring. Like, like the, mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of work there and a, like a, a whole lifetime of work to be inspired by and, and what he was creating. What kind of um, has inspired you in the past like year or two, as opposed to like in the past? I've been slowly introducing these elements of landscapes into the painting rather than them being completely abstract. I don't know what changed, but I, I started to enjoy being able to see things within the work rather than having this obsession of not being able to see anything within the work. I wanted there to be more to it. And when you introduce familiar motifs or, you know, things that people can relate to, um, it just adds this extra depth to this work of mine that's already very textural. So parts of it are sunken, some parts really protrude from the surface. And then there's a tree that's, slightly like a tree but isn't there's always something that you pick out from the painting you know if you spend time with it there's there's not really a kind of um when you have a foreground and a background the way that I work completely changes the perspective of a landscape because I've got bits more in focus maybe in the background and the wax leaves this hazy finish in the foreground which would normally be a background so it just kind of shifts your whole familiarity with landscape or nature um it's more it's more i want this overwhelming sense of nature and the texture and the color really heightens the senses and i just want this sort of overwhelming i I understand (laughs) what you're saying like and it's great that you have trouble it's not important that you can necessarily um speak to every mark you make or why because that's why you're making the artwork <laughs> it's uh, that's i really strongly 
believe that. It's hard for other people to uh, be able to find the words to describe why they do like your work and what and what is the, in in your work that is especially attractive. Like I want to use words like patchwork. I want to use works words like bright and active colors. Mm-hmm. But I uh, there's every time you use words like patchwork patchwork can sound a little bit hokey <laughs> and a little, I, I don't know like it, it, but it, your work is not there's an expression through the patchwork of, of your work that's built up over time and it's not a landscape it's not a patchwork it's not it doesn't have to be any or of these things but it takes the inspiration from all of these things together to make the energy of your work that only you make and your distinct style and you do have a very distinct style that's really stands out in a different way when placed in a different environment as well so i i really like how your works when they're placed in a different environment they they feel completely different do you feel the same i put about five works in a space here at thameside studios um for a show and the walls are like concrete bricks and I've never had my work shown on this sort of textured um, backdrop before and the textures just completely heightened and it was it was great to see them without this smooth white backdrop that um, say a gallery has and it was great to see them in that way. Now Connie and I are going to jump into the exhibition where most of these works were originally shown for the first time in public. The exhibition is called A Future Cast in Our Own Image, presented by the Grove Collective Gallery and features a group of talented artists, including Connie Harrison. The first work we're going to speak about is the work which we've just saw as a work in progress in the studio called Verdunt, and uh, which is definitely recognisable from its previous version hanging in, uh, in the studio, but now it's in the hall. A link to the 3D capture of the exhibition is in the show notes so you can follow along with us. When we, we we just jumped into a future cast in our image, which was the show hosted by Grove Collective that you were a part of, and you had a significant number of works in this um, in this exhibition. The one we're looking at right now is called Purple Pool mm-hmm. um, <laughs> from 2020. There are quite a few works in this exhibition. Are there any? In particular, you'd like to jump to it? Well, the first, like for me, of course, is uh, Verdant, because like you've got Verdant is finished in this show, I think. Mm. How did you get here from where you were and how long did it take you to get there? It was almost there. I I changed block of colour at the bottom, the purple that I added. And I think I just refined the sort of floral elements that are in front of the pink backdrop just refined the the lines and the um, engrave engravings into it just to bring out the depth. I like I like that you say you say floral elements. And <laughs> for me like I see a um yeah floral elements like I see I don't see any figurative landscape within this. Like what I see is the kind of explosions of color all individually kind of happening in this space like a dream. This is like a, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a, it's like a swirling dream unto itself, and it, I, I see 
um, the activity of, uh, of 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 sea and night and colors and flowers and fruit and, <laughs> and your work's quite rewarding to to spend time with because it's got so much um so much energy within it how long did it take you to to make this work i'd say a month but it's difficult when i'm not continuously working on it um, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. say exactly how long is the process of um for instance like how you got to verdant I can acknowledge that there is something more of of a landscape within the likes of like crimson, mm-hmm. uh, and I can I can see almost trees, almost hills, mm-hmm. almost sun within here. How do, do you have many of these these works hanging in your um, in your house? No. No. Have you ever hung your own work in your home? Oh yes, I had a large piece um, in my flat for about a year, Um, but that was very abstract. To the left of Verdant, hung to the right of the entrance door, is another square canvas work called Crimson. This one, um, Crimson, I feel is like very hot colors, very hot. And it's like a hot scene as well. Uh Did you, were these produced at the same time, these these works? They were, um, but they were, like the very early stages of me introducing landscapes. So for me, I'm glad that you said you didn't see a landscape within Crimson and all these sort of, uh, sorry, Verdant and all these separate elements coming together. So, but for me, they were the early stages of introducing these nature, like natural elements. And I don't know if I look back at them now and think they're a bit too obvious because recently I've been trying to abstract them more. Mm, but mm. um i don't know if it was the time obviously being in lockdown and they're almost sort of windows looking out to yeah they're almost windows yeah yeah yeah. um yeah this would be a great window to look at yeah wouldn't it i mean that's the view (laughs) that i just wanted really um instead of buildings and flats so they are imaginative in that way entering into the first room of the exhibition in the corner are two earlier works of Connie's, which we're about to discuss, one called Blue and another called Textilia. Looking in here, so we we have like your um, your killer work indentation in, in, in this uh, room that we've went into, but also in the corner, there are two other works that are distinctly different from the works as you enter into the gallery. One's called Blue, Mm-hmm. And the, and the other is called textilia. Mm-hmm. Do you believe these works to be so different from from the other two works as you as as you enter into the gallery? And how do they differ? To start with, they're older, so they're um, they're both works that I made in a body of work straight after art school, and they're still very much exploring paint as sculpture. And I think with the show. It might not be so obvious because obviously there's, um, it's a group show, but I think they wanted this progression of my work um, within the show. So you start off walking into the show and there's there's obviously the landscape, newer work. And then, yeah, these are much more focused on the um, sculptural pieces from earlier on. They're still, obviously, they're still working in the same way and this, you know, applying wax and engraving into it and um, exploring um, contrasts and textures and colours. But 
but not so much an idea of a scene or where you gather together the elements and in, in like your more recent work you gather together elements like in an explosion of um color that moves through your hand movements and it re it, it kind of brings together like figurative elements of landscapes here there again i can't find a better word so i'm going to say patchwork <laughs> but, but, but there is like this 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 like patchwork but instead of like the um landscape elements there's pattern elements like mm -hmm. you, you you've brought pattern elements into and there's less of an explosion and there's less like movement through it it's yeah more ah. static it's more static and there, there's a lot of more collected like it's a lot ca more calm and collected you probably were thinking a lot more about these works uh, <laughs> before like making them i would imagine might that be correct <laughs> yeah they interestingly looking back at the work i was making earlier on they're they're a lot more dense and my recent work sort of flows more and I honestly think that's to do with the space that I'm working in. Yeah. So I was sharing a studio previously. Um, before that, I was in a tiny, tiny box room. And they're very densely packed. And I was also working in retail. <laughs> um, I was working in a women's wear clothes store on Regent Street. And I actually think parts of these are like almost garment-like with polka dots and <laughs> you're like you're recalling your dreams <laughs> like your your working life is just invading your dreams yeah and your headspace <laughs> yeah um but i was i was really inspired by textiles so almost because when i apply this wax it changes the characteristic of the paint and it looks quite like sometimes like velvet or it you know you keep using the word patchwork and it you know it is um in that way yeah yeah i've got to find a better word than patchwork but the but like <laughs> where you where where you have interestingly you kind of you pull paint across the top which adds some dynamicism to like what are not a collection of static pieces there is this is a painting it's not a, it's not a it's not a collection of of, of of fabrics and mm. it, like i think this is perhaps on on the way to where you you have arrived now where you just your mind seems much more preoccupied with the material that you're using there's a lot of dreamscapes that are escaping into your work now perhaps it's because you get more time to paint as well <laughs> yeah i think i think there was also something in me that didn't allow myself to have landscape type paintings at art school and um, there's you know, I, I, when you start finding artists that you like and and it's okay to to paint what you want, it's almost yeah, like I felt like I couldn't work in that way. I couldn't paint a landscape at art school and I couldn't, you know, that was that was too, I don't know what it is, but it's fine. Provincial. You're, yeah, you're allowed to paint what you want. Not that I'd always want to paint landscapes, but there's there was, I think, I was too focused on these very abstract there's nothing within the work but you work very hard at your practice you work very hard at your at your at your work you see it as, as work and i think i don't know but like maybe like there's there's 
a pressure in in the school environment of mm-hmm. like this kind of a avert original thought that must happen in a way that <laughs> will strike the viewer in the face with every single work where you know trying to strive for that you can't shortcut you can't shortcut the work that needs to be done and you do that work every day and the and each of these artworks are as much a story about that journey and the journey is the artwork like this is why it's, it's, it's such a it's such a privilege to um see all like all your works together in an exhibition in the final room of this exhibition we look at the last three of connie's works and discuss her evolving relationship with her practice as an extension of herself we have went through into another room in the gallery and there are one two three works on the walls next to much larger work supra supra seems to me to be in the vein of the work we were just discussing mm-hmm. that, that was perhaps of a style that was somewhat influenced while you were working in retail and it was and the, and the fabrics were invading your dreams i wish i hadn't said that now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you've got these three works here which seem closer to where you might be as a part on as a waypoint on your current journey. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what you heard of the, the, the I was last talking about, but maybe you could tell me a little bit about these three works. For a start, they are smaller. And um, the one on the far left, Sunflowers, mm-hmm. is quite figurative. And it, fe- it feels like a, a hot field of, of sunflowers. And, but interestingly contrasted against the two other view two and flora they're increasingly abstract were these works made together or are they just the same time same time i don't know if i was just trying to get this landscape out and sort of braving it and then going okay there it is now i can start abstracting them you know i like a vent just trying to get it out onto the page and then now I can work from this how can I how can I make this interesting and not a landscape what's your relationship with your with your practice now as opposed to how it used to be we were speaking about like in um art school there's like some sort of big impetus for the for it to be like an an enormous like purposeful work in every Mm -hmm. stroke and now you do do the work, like, and you know you do the work because you're there every day. You are part and parcel for the work. Like, how has your relationship with your practice and how you identify through it changed to where you are today? I take ownership of it more. I, it's more an extension of myself, and it's not to get a grade. You know, it's it's yeah, it's more of a journey. I'm enjoying it, and it's it's what I want to do, and it's. You know, it's owning it's owning your style and get the I've got to this point now where I know what I want to make, but also challenging what I do each time. You know, I, I paint something and there's something so interesting in that painting that I take on to the next one and it's continuous, continuous evolution of painting and I still do it with my style, but 
you know, every time I finish something, it excites me to make something else. That's a wonderful response. Like, I, I really enjoy your process, your journey, because of that hard work that you put in. It's kind of that bittersweet thing where you, like, you let your works go out into the world. And you, I, I wish I could see more of them as, like, together all the yeah. time. Well, I mean, we can. I mean, I guess we've got these for that. But I, I, I'd, I'd like to see more of them together because they, there is a lot of progression in your yeah. work. Yeah, I'm actually really excited by this new body of work I've started. Um, and I'm working really big because... How big? Um, uh, big, <laughs> um, you know, just because I've got the space now, and and it's so I'm really excited by it. When you work big, you got to store big work <laughs> or sell yeah. big work. Yeah. Are you worried? Are you worried about um, that trade off? <laughs> I think I think that's what stopped me to start off with making large work was this idea of storage mainly, and you know they end up being <laughs> more expensive, but. I've built this canvas storage now and Great. I'm starting to, you know, exhibit more and it just feels like the right time. And I love big painting, you know, if mm -hmm. I go into a show, I'm sort of drawn mm -hmm. to these paintings that just engulf me completely. And I've always wanted to work big. I've just got so used to working small because of the space I'm in. Mm -hmm. I've always known I've wanted to work big. It's just having the facilities and the, that's exciting. Space. Yeah. It's like a, a next chapter in your practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To say I've been here a year now, what I've managed to do this year and how much my paintings sort of changed for the better and my belief in it. You know, I'm so happy that I moved here. Um, it, you know, I wasn't sure how I was going to manage it. And um, I remember coming to see the studio with a friend of mine and, uh, you know, she told me, it, you know, if I was to really progress, I, I had to get, a bigger space for myself so i'm really excited by where it's going and it's continuously continuously changing you know i'm i've just finished this piece that i'm looking at at the moment and each time you you make something and you, you kind of surprise yourself because it's so intuitively made i'm like wow well, what am i going to do on the next one you know what, do you have any exhibitions uh coming up um actually i had a really busy start to the year so I'm enjoying now experimenting with the size. And I think if I had anything coming up now, I'd worry about this sudden change of scale. Um, I've got an exciting soda, I think, next year. But for now, there's nothing immediate. Where will your solo exhibition be? Uh, I think Arusha Gallery. Arusha. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's exciting. I think that your work has just so much energy in it and it feels like it's really just get it's getting started i i feel like that too and you definitely put in the work to take it to wherever mm. it's got to go and you're the only one yeah knows exactly. where it's gotta go. you know everyone works at a different timeline and i feel like now is like exciting for me yeah it's hard it's hard after art school um starting your own practice again so yeah you know it's taken me a few years to find the right space and the right kind of frame of mind to make but um i'm here now so i've I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. This, uh, it's exciting to it's exciting to hear that, and you know it in yourself. Yeah, you know, you, you, I do feel it. Yeah, and that, and to be clear, for collectors of art, so I'm a collector and a, an enthusiast of art. That's what really is 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 really spurns you on because you want to go on that journey with people as well. And mm. when you find um, artists you believe in, mm. and you you see the hard work that they're doing. 
you know, I had a message from someone that's kind of followed me since my first studio. You know, and you, if you get a message from someone who's kind of followed you and been on a journey with you, you know, it all kind of makes it worth it. Then people reach out and say, you know, like what you just said. Yeah, that's great. Well, Connie, thank you very much for for joining me in this um, in this tour, and I, I look forward to seeing all of the work that you're gonna you're gonna produce, and surely will excite me much more than it already has in future. Thank you, Connie. Thank you for having me. You can view Connie's work in her studio and the exhibition A Future Cast in Our Own Image, which is now available to explore on Castorian. You can expect a new Art Adventures episode every two weeks discussing all Castorian's exhibitions, so please subscribe to hear more experiences from artists, collectors and curators. If you like what you've heard or have had a chance to see any of these 3D captures um, of the exhibitions online, please let me know on all the usual social channels. Thank you to artist Connie Harrison for speaking with me. Thank you to Grove Collective for commissioning these exhibitions. Thanks also to Apricot Audio for producing this episode. I hope you'll visit with Castorian again soon. Thank you.